Last week we talked about becoming a chef. Uh, for a lot of uh, our students, uh, there is a nice transition from becoming a chef to becoming an instructor or a teacher. And this is exactly what we want to talk about today. Uh, becoming a teacher is a topic for itself, but we can see a lot of similarities, but also a lot of differences between being a chef and being an instructor. So let's cover this topic today. Christoph, what do you have to say about becoming a teacher? So here indeed we talk about um, a teacher or an instructor and more specifically even a culinary instructor Yes. and even more specifically a plant-based culinary instructor. But I think could apply to any instructor or teacher. <clears throat> so if we look in the past, as we said in culinary world, teaching would be mostly by apprentice and apprenticeship. So some of the sous chef or chef that are more into the communication will actually share their knowledge, their experience, their techniques. And so people would get, would improvise becoming a teacher mm -hmm. because they have new people coming at work and they will have to start. So I think this is still a valid uh, system and some chef actually better or more like uh, empath or more into sharing their knowledge and uh, whether they write books or they do talks or even they teach their own stuff and I think as we mentioned in the previous podcast training and constant training is really important mm -hmm. so this was at first coming kind of naturally where you would have to choose the right restaurant or place where people would indeed be eager to share and to uh, make you a better professional. And I think <clears throat> the link is that being an instructor is really a mindset. And one of the difference is that as soon as you become an instructor, you are not anymore a chef. Mm -hmm. Meaning that it's another role and it's an other responsibilities. And one thing which is very clear as I mentioned, in a restaurant, the hierarchy is very strict. Yes. As a teacher, you want to offer the best to any student without any uh, concern about their position, meaning that students are equal. Mm -hmm. You want to help them in their learning curve. You don't judge them. You cannot be jealous of them. You want them to achieve the best, to find their style, and open for them as many doors as possible. So there is nothing about, oh, you came, uh, uh, you are just super young, or you are old, or mm. you are this and that. Yeah. This cannot exist. Mm. If I, actually, my perception of uh, instructing, where really you want to trigger curiosity, you want to motivate people to learn more, to practice more, to do more. And for this, uh, there is nothing also the huge difference and this is really something that we will take the time to talk about because for me it's a key key difference mm -hmm. you have the right to make mistake as a student to fail as a student yes. it's the place to do it it's a safe environment so an instructor 
to the opposite of a chef, a chef will see you making a mistake and stop you. Yes. And he will tell you kind of, uh, sometimes in a rude way, just stop this. Yeah. Where an instructor will actually explain and will sometimes let you fail if you are not in danger, mm -hmm. let you make mistakes so that you learn from the mistake, will give you feedbacks. So the big, big difference is that a classroom, it's not a running restaurant, so it's all fine. Yes. There is no problem. Maybe your dish will be awful, so you will have to eat the one of another student, but it's all fine. Uh, there is no, nothing at stake. And I think sometimes, unfortunately, in some classroom, people take themselves a bit too seriously, which I think for me is completely counterproductive. Uh, because what you want is people learning by the experimentation. Do you think every chef can become an instructor uh, if he or she wants? So I think one way to answer to this question is not to answer to the question. Oh, that's my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> Meaning that we have to say not every very good cook, very good chef is a good instructor or teacher. Mm -hmm. And not every very good instructor, very inspirational teacher and, and really like almost mentor and you name it is a good chef, a good chef or a good cook. Mm -hmm. So that's where there is no uh, implication and there is no transition mm -hmm. that would be obvious that, oh, he's good, he, he knows how to teach. That's the next step. Or yeah. he's a good teacher and he's actually good to manage the stress of a kitchen mm -hmm. uh, during uh, peak hour at lunch. Yeah. Actually, no. It's even more interesting to see that some people are fantastic teacher and they would be almost like miserable yeah, to lost. deal uh, mm -hmm. with a, a restaurant and to manage uh, and to handle a team in a restaurant. On the contrary, you have very, very good chefs that are not used to be really egoistic, mm -hmm. uh, driven by performance, tyrannic, and they will never let anyone uh, improve uh, get a space to learn, or engage let time, engage, and so... Which makes a lot of sense if uh, they have been in that industry for many years where, like in French cuisine, for example, especially, uh, you have that constant stress, constant slavery, as you said, mentioned in our previous podcast, in a way. So there is a lot of, a lot of pressure on the person and to also deliver the dish to the guest. But I think also um, <clears throat> that's the difference between performance, where you look at the output and not the learning curve and the process. Mm -hmm. And I think also it was not only in the French kitchen and it's not only people that have a lot of experience. Sometimes it's just the personality. Yeah. Some people are open book. They want to share. They are empath. They want to help you. They want to support. And some don't. Mm -hmm. And they think they, that you are competition. Yes. You cannot be a teacher if you think other people are competition. Mm -hmm. If you are afraid of the talent of a student, this is the end of teaching. Mm -hmm. Because now you want 
to block certain knowledge or you want to block the person because you fear that this person is going to be better than you. Yeah. Imagine if the, the instructor of Picasso would have stopped him. Yeah. I mean, it would be a if shame for, be for today. Yeah. So you cannot be jealous. And I think the key aspect here, more than knowledge or experience or know-how, it's really the ego. And the ego in the sense that whether you are in peace and you want the best for your student, and the first thing you want is that they potentially can become better than you mm -hmm. at what they do. They find their style. And you'd never judge them on their style, meaning it may not be your style, but it's their style. And you want them to find their voice. So normally, <clears throat> if I'm really a, a culinary uh, instructor, teacher, my student they have a, can have a completely different style than what I like. But if it's well done, quality, and they have really a voice and it's unique, I will always encourage that. Yeah. And I don't want to put them in a box and say, no, you have to do like this. This is the way. So I think uh, the big difference also in a restaurant, very normally and logically, the chef wants you to do his style. Mm -hmm. So he will ne almost never let you express your style because yes. he wants to deliver what he's supposed to deliver. And he knows that very well. He wants to be performant on this. So there is a conflict of interests. Yeah. He is in conflict because he wants his style, which his clients are coming from, mm. but also he wants to protect that. So you are almost like a danger. And if he has a real good chef, a sous chef coming, he may think, oh, maybe he wants my, my position or something like this. Mm. So a lot of rivality in the kitchen where... In a classroom, you can never have this. Otherwise, it's not a safe environment to learn. And so, as a teacher, I want my instructor to learn. And if I don't have all the answers, it's fine. Because I will tell them, go search the information, practice, experiment. So, it's more in the way I will support their learning process. And guide, maybe. And guide, sometimes, than to give all answers or to show anything. So, I think the difference here is that as a teacher, you cannot let conflict of interest or uh, conflict in personality in interfere in your education. There is one thing here I see that it's very important. Uh, it's really learning by doing, as you mentioned. Uh, we also do this in Blue Lotus because we believe in hands-on approach. We don't do a lot of uh, demonstrations. You mentioned once in class that uh, you can go on YouTube and you can watch all the culinary videos, but you will not be able to become an amazing chef just because you watch videos. So you actually have to do it. You have to be involved. You have to see, smell and touch the ingredients and see what they do. How much should you show and how much you should let the students do? Here indeed, and I think if we go back to um, the chef as well, this is a, a common um, a commonalities between being a chef or a cook and being an instructor, where when you have a craft, practice and repetition makes a huge, huge difference. Mm -hmm. So indeed, 
uh, I can watch a beautiful uh, video on knife skills until I take a knife, I don't cut myself and I practice every day for 31 hours for a month or two, yeah. I will never get better at it. So there are things that we have to see in another way, which is fantastic for the human being, is that it's hard to learn how to drive, but then it becomes automatic. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And we are really good. Uh, let's take cycling. Let's take swimming. Where basically, uh, there are basic skills which we you take can for granted. Yeah, but that you will have hard time to learn in a kitchen as well, mm -hmm. but then will become automatic. Mm -hmm. So a cook with a lot of experience will uh, really have a knife skill and knife safety as an automatism. Mm -hmm. And this is really based on practice. And it doesn't need to be complicated. Basically, you learn by practicing over time. The, this is really something where it was coming by default during apprentice or internship. Mm -hmm. Now it's also part of the culinary uh, curriculum. But I think this is really something where as soon as you want to teach or to learn, depending on where you stand, any craft, that part of practice cannot be kept on the side. And I think <clears throat> also that's where between a chef and a teacher, there is a huge difference in the mindset. An instructor needs to have patience. Mm -hmm. We know by experience, as soon as you start to teach, that students, they have all a different learning curve. Yes. Some will really take a lot of time at the beginning. They, are, they would be perceived as slow. Maybe you think they don't get it. But it's just because they don't have the same way to handle uh, ergonomic or motor uh, reflex and it can really become suddenly all of a sudden they got it boom and, and then they, they will keep learning where some people that are super good at first actually will plateau mm -hmm. or be a bit lazier after so there is no like rules and i think part of really what is required from a teacher is observation, understanding and respect, and to see that each student will have a different learning curve, which is all fine. And of course, for pragmatic reason, a chef in a restaurant cannot do that. Everybody has to be on the same pace, so it will kick your ass if you are too slow, hmm. even though then you will cut yourself, yeah. which doesn't work, but this is the way because they have to follow a certain pace, otherwise the whole team is slower. So I think that's where also this is something as a teacher, you never judge a student, especially from his first time. Mm -hmm. And you will observe, you will try to see what works for him and find ways for him and give him a feedback so that it's not personal, but it's based on criteria and you want to guide him and to say, look, you need to practice this because it's by practice that will come. Mm -hmm. There are things that take time. If I take a few examples, the things that take time are knife skills, knife safety. Mm -hmm. Plating is something that takes time for most people. But also sometimes, uh, if you look at some specialty like baking, it's a feeling. 
Yes. When the dough is ready, when there is enough moisture or not, this is a feeling. You need to have your hands on, but it will take time and practice. And it's by trail and errors that you will finally see and be able to say, okay, there is something wrong. I need to change. Mm -hmm. uh, the cooking time is different. I need to let it sit. No, it's okay. It's too dry. It's too moist. So yes. there are things that require a certain sense. And those sense, most of the time, you will act by experience. Let's go back uh, to the question that I had in the beginning to how to how to become a teacher. So what are the steps you would do if you really want to develop yourself as an instructor and in this case we can even uh, say about becoming a plant-based instructor since we, this is what we teach and this is what we do. Even though we said that you don't need to be a chef to have some previous experience in a kitchen, mm -hmm. I think it's very valuable. A kind of logical path would have been to work in a kitchen as a cook. You don't need to go to the level of a chef, yes. but still to be a cook. Uh, I think it helps a lot to not have only home cooking experience in the sense that you need to know the kitchen rules, first in, first out, the storage, how to handle the produce and things like this, uh, mise en place. There are a lot of um, kind of uh, way to work around the kitchen that you will learn by doing in a professional kitchen. So I would start with this. Could be internship, it could be working. It's even better if you are paid because then you get something to eat, but otherwise, uh, you can go for internship. I think after that, there are simple steps. If there is one specialty that you are really keen or very motivated by, you can start to show and to teach your co-workers. Mm -hmm. So, which is a very uh, obvious but simple path. Actually, I start training by training co-workers and, and teaching uh, people at work. Then after that, there is the obvious uh, workshop, whether you do a cooking demo, or you do a, a workshop, you do different workshop. And so it's getting used to explain something, uh, go step by step, be able to be interrupted. Mm -hmm. So this again, and I think that's why we talked about the Kaizen uh, in previous podcasts. This is something where there are simple steps. You don't need to wait or to achieve perfection. Mm -hmm. You can really start simply, okay, I do one workshop, I do a demo, there is an event, so I showcase something. And this, together with being able to train your co-workers, are very simple but fundamental uh, assets that you can then build on more into becoming a teacher, where you will have a lot more research, uh, you will learn by teaching. Mm -hmm. So... Uh, yeah, we it's love almost the, we love the quote when one teaches to learn. So exactly, this is exactly this. <clears throat> and I think this is where I see any uh, teaching uh, project as starting by internship, meaning first you need to learn, you need to experience, you need to understand. The, for example, at Lotus, we use uh, project-based learning, meaning that our students every week they have a project. And there is a way that we organize, and that's what we share in the instructor training. We organize with a synopsis, so with a timing a sequence, every workshop, every week that we do, we have a project at the end. So 
you need to learn also the structure and the fact that certain recipe will not be used in a restaurant but will teach in a school because they showcase a specific technique mm -hmm. they showcase some kind of ingredients they showcase some kind of equipment so there are choices that you will make as a teacher that are dif completely different where you are in a busy kitchen where you need to have low food costs mm -hmm. so there are things that you can allow and that are part of experimentation that part of open certain doors for your students so this the best is indeed whether you can work in a cooking studio whether you can do workshops whether you do on retreat or you work in a cooking school where you will go and again maybe that, that's uh, here there is a, a strong relation for me there is no diploma to become a teacher yeah so you need certain skills but actually you need to learn how to teach and for me learning how to teach is really something that you would also acquire by practice it's something that you have to deal with and it will come but it takes time and actually to be very good technically is not always the best help to be unsure to keep learning sometimes it's better mm -hmm. so there is no like strict rules it's great that uh, different teachers have different personality and i would even say and take the risk to say that i personally became a teacher before doing uh, culinary teaching so i would almost think that i can teach almost anything and in that sense maybe i'm more a coach or a mentor but i don't praise the super ultra uh, specialization that people are kind of keen of at the moment or mm -hmm. super high technical thing mm -hmm. i think uh, showing is not teaching it's for the student to do so even if i'm a, a musician i don't need to be a solist to be a good teacher yeah. and actually to be at a level which is almost unreachable will frustrate my student more than anything yeah so i'm completely in a very asian way to see i'm on the undo meaning that it's for the student to do as a teacher i don't have to demonstrate thing i don't have to show off i don't have to impress yeah. i don't have to have uh, something that i want to impose to my student yeah. they I'm, i'm i'm there just to help and give them the environment the safe platform exactly. to give them the opportunity and then guide and coming actually as a coach as well i would say my main duty is facilitate mm -hmm. so i need to be a facilitator in your learning journey so it means that indeed i need to really have a quiet ego and i need to even sometimes while i'm teaching doing some research because i know you want to go somewhere i don't know exactly and i will provide you things so that you can take it further mm -hmm. and i want to encourage you to go further even if it's not my specialty because as a teacher also i don't believe that one cuisine is stronger than other one style is yes. better than other and it's constantly evolved so that's why also i need to step down and this for me it's what it takes to be a teacher and that's really where you see a huge difference where being a chef where you want to impose your style because you want to be remarkable mm -hmm. as a teacher it's completely the opposite mm -hmm. you let doors open and it's your student to express themselves it's for them to have an awesome experience so you want them to feel great yeah 
So it's not, you are not there to please yourself. And that's why I prefer to see it as a facilitator. Mm -hmm. And the less I do normally, the better. Mm 